the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Monday the 14th. You're tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. It's Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. And also with you. Exactly. Did you have a good uh, weekend? I did. I did. How about you? Yeah, it was busy. Sports weekend, pretty normal stuff. You were in the uh, gym like the whole time, right? I was in all kinds of gyms the whole time. Yeah. So, but that is a uh, pretty normal weekend for me anymore, it seems. Not gonna lie, I'm a little ready for the spring to come around, so I don't have to be in uh, <laughs> gyms. Then very you'll often. just be outside doing the sports stuff. <laughs> That's so, true. I'll just be at a baseball game or something like that. Right. My goodness. But yeah, it was a good weekend. I'm glad you had a good weekend, too. And somebody uh, that has a big day for a couple different reasons mm-hmm. today is joining us on the line. It's uh, Sheriff Casey Bohr. Sheriff, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day, Marsha, and all the ladies out there, and I guess Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Thank you very much. And uh, do you have any particular shout-outs on this particular day? Oh. Gosh, let me think, let me think, and I hope she's listening because I told her to. I'd never tell her to listen, but not only is today Valentine's Day, but I want to wish my lovely wife, Jennifer, a.k.a. Stinky, (laughs) for a very happy Valentine's Day. But it is also our fourth anniversary. We were married four years ago today, so it's a doubly special day for us. So love you, babe, and thanks for the last four years. Oh, that's so sweet. Very nice. Congratulations. Yeah, she is such a gem and a good person and in this profession as most of us know if you don't have that uh, family support and support at home you'd never be able to make it absolutely and of course we had regionally some scary moments on friday with uh two officers with the frederick police department uh getting involved in a shootout i i know you had a post about it we've been covering it on our news as well um, Sadly, so your thoughts? Not only them, but nine officers. I mean, the, the war on police in this nation has got to a critical point. There were nine police officers shot one day last Friday. Ridiculous. Hmm. But uh, this something needs to happen in this country to change things around because uh, this war on police just has to stop. Hmm. And I understand the two officers have been released. They must have been wearing some, some body armor. The suspect was hospitalized and will face some charges. Yeah, well, we won't mention the suspect because we have our feelings on that, but the officers uh, went to shock trauma, I understand, were treated and released, so that's that's the best of news. So we pray for their recovery and uh, and uh, thank them for their service. And, uh, you know, having been uh, around the block a couple times and been involved in some situations like this and had friends and people, it's just a traumatic time for not only the, the immediate family but the department family and you know, we're a family of, of blue all across the United States, and every time one of us falls or gets shot, we feel it. 
you know, we uh, in the news business will throw that tag on, you know, officers are expected to be okay. Officers will be fine. Officers will recover. But, you know, what that doesn't carry with it is that whole, as you mentioned, the psychological trauma, what it, what it does not only to them to have been in that situation and those life or death decisions they had to make, but also their family at home. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, we often uh, relate to certain things, and it's like... You know, the anniversary of 9-11 was not too many months ago, but when you think of uh, police, fire, and first responders, when you see some of the videos, the most horrific scenes in the world, when people are running away from danger, you look at the videos and you see who's running to danger. Right. And uh, I'm proud to serve among them. Amazing. Absolutely. We're speaking with Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr. Now, uh, hopefully on a lighter note, what else has been happening law enforcement-wise out in Morgan County? Has everything been a little quiet, hopefully? Been getting some, getting some bad guys? <laughs> well, you know, we the Q word is something that law enforcement, if you've been around, you never use <laughs> because it'll bite you. Yeah, well, hey, the, we do the same thing with sports. You never say this game's going quick because as soon as you do that, the game will stop and you'll be there forever. Oh, yeah, so um, uh, it's been um, more... Uh, things have been average. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of activity, but uh, thankfully not of the horrific kind. But, you know, that could change by the time we hang up the phone call. And, um, you know, so that, um, some good things. I had two officers that were deployed with the military serving their country and foreign countries. They're back now. So we prayed for their safe return back to uh the United States after serving the country in a different capacity. So we're happy to have uh, Lieutenant Place and Deputy Knotts back working active duty again. So, uh, you know, thank, thankful to have those guys back. And you hold their spot for them. Um, it must make it a little hard to to manage the shifts and, and try to recruit around that. But um, I know that you respect what they do. Oh, very much so. I came from a military family, so more so. But uh uh, Chief Deputy uh, Walter and Captain Stapleman primarily do the scheduling here, and they have to be very creative. They end up working a lot of time. A lot of the guys, uh, we we ran out of our overtime budget in six months this year. Hmm. Wow! You know, and that's just um, just what you have to do to cover shifts. But also, um, you know, credit to the guys. The guys are working their days off and overtime and everything else to make sure that the shifts are staffed and the county's safe. So, you know, my hat's off to our people. Now, a question we always like to ask uh, the sheriffs when they come on the show is, how's the recruitment doing? Because you're always looking for new, uh, you know, troopers and new people to join the force. So uh, has well, that been going well? For deputies. State police are looking for troopers. But, oh, sorry, deputies. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right now we're at full strength. Uh, I'd you know, rarely does that happen for long, for whatever reason. So we'll be given a, probably given a test here the first quarter to have an eligibility list for civil service for, you know, when vacancies occur. But I just finished my budget a couple of weeks ago with the county commission, and uh, you know, one of the the focal points of the budget to the county commission was retention and um, additional manpower. Um, we want. Uh, we asked for an eight percent raise for our guys this time to uh, make sure they're compensated well and paid for what they do. But also at the same time, you know, retention's saving money because um, they can cross the line and go to Maryland and Virginia and make a lot more money. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to lose those assets. And uh, in our particular department, I'm in my third, second year of my final term, 
And at the end of my term, uh, we have about, besides myself, five people that are uh, eligible and probably will retire. So now's the time that we need to start you know, beefing our numbers up so you know that there's not a 30% vacuum here in the next couple of years. So when you say there are five people getting ready to retire, are those across-the-board employees or those deputies? Deputies. Wow. How many deputies do you have space for or in your budget? How many do you have employed and how many? Just to figure out how much of a, of a dent that's going to make. There's 12 and, and myself, and um, so it's nearly half. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. And what's the window of time on those uh, retirements? Oh, um, at the end of my term, which will be 2024. So there's five people that have, uh, you know, we're blessed to have a lot of seniority experience here, a lot of tenured people, but there's five of the officers that can and probably will go uh, because they'll be really working for less money than if they retired. So um, the the budget that you mentioned when you were saying you, you did your budget um, requests for the uh, county commission, have they given you any answers or are they still doing workshops on that? They're still uh, doing workshops. We have to have our budget in, I believe, by the end of February, and then we have presentations, formal presentations, before the county commission, and then I believe they have to have their budget into the state auditor by the end of March. So usually by April we know. And, um, you know, my hat's off to the county commission. Uh, I've been here five years now, and my county commission has been so supportive in so many ways with uh, uh, – they don't deny very much. Uh, they support the department as much as they can. So, you know, I appreciate that. Um, the county commission is like myself with the officers. Sometimes you, you pretend to be your father. And uh, <laughs> when you ask for something, you have to decide whether you need it or you want it. And <laughs> I always try to ask for what I need. Um, and they come through. A lot of times, you know, depending on budget, whether you can get your wants, but you want to make sure that your needs are fulfilled. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Marcia. Go ahead. Our guest this morning, uh, Sheriff Casey Bohr out of Morgan County. I know you know our hearts turn to to love on a day like Valentine's Day, but I know in the past you've mentioned that some folks fall victim to love scams this time of year. Talk to us about that. Yeah, we tried to do a lot of awareness, and that comes from some of my background and as working as an investigator and a task force officer with the FBI doing financial crimes. We like to make the public aware to not be a victim. And... Um, there are a lot of scams. There's a lot of the telephone frauds, different things. I know last week we had a couple calls where, you know, folks cut the calls that their grandchild was in jail and needed money and all that sort of thing, which prey upon them. But there's also the sweetheart scandals uh, that come up occasionally where there'll be a widow or a widower that's approached either online or, or some sort of thing with uh someone who soon falls in love with them and, you know, they start having an online relationship, which turns to money very quickly. And uh, unfortunately, some people, when they're lonely and people are pulling on their heartstrings, they'll try to buy love in all the wrong places. And uh, sometimes a lot of people fall prey to this. So we try to educate them about these scams. And we also try to tell them if, you know, somebody approaches you for any kind of scam, romance, 
driveway paving, anything else, you know, run it by somebody else. Run it by a trusted friend. Talk to somebody. If it's too good to be true, it usually is. Mm-hmm. And if you really have concerns and you have to think twice, call, you know, call me, call the sheriff's departments in any of the three counties or any in the state and run it by, you know, one of the officers and ask, hey, does this seem like something that's legit? Nine out of ten times, it's probably not. So when it comes to those romance scams, a, a lot of this is happening online. Are are these victims ever meeting their um, the perpetrator face-to-face? Rarely, if any. I can think of a couple that I worked several years ago where, uh, you know, there were the pictures, the online, even the phone calls, and then there was uh, a kip asking for money for airfare or whatever to come and, you know, spend the weekend or meet each other in person. But then there's always some horrific event that happens and they can't make it. So the money just keeps pouring out until the person finally cuts the purse strings off with mm. the person. Yeah, in some cases um, that we actually ran down, uh, a gentleman might think he's... Um, there's a, the lady in love with him and the woman of his dreams, and the woman of his dreams actually turns out to be a man, a scammer somewhere in another city on, online or on the Internet or, you know, whatever the case may be. But um, not that sometimes people don't meet online because that's mm-hmm. a form of communication now, but a lot of times it's uh, not who it purports to be. So if somebody gives you a call today saying they want you to buy them a uh, box of chocolates and it's not your significant other, probably don't do that? Uh, they're not going to ask for chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> if it would only be that little amount of money, but right. it's uh, you know, it's the five thousand dollars for the airfare or the, uh, the the sob story about a family member or whatever, and you know, people people are generally gen- generous and they care about people, and when they feel like this person loves them, they do things for them, and uh, it's not a real person. Yeah, and we're speaking with Morgan County Sheriff Casey Boer. Now, before we let you go, Sheriff, you got anything uh, else going on now that Morgan County you want to talk about? I saw over at the high school, they put a new, they just finished building a new uh, entryway to the football I stadium. I'll tell you one thing I really want to talk about now. Um, this time of year is when legislature's in session. And I'm actually going to Charleston next week with the rest of the sheriffs to meet with the legislature. There's a lot of things that we need help on in improving. Uh, one big thing that we're passionate about is improving the mental hygiene system in the state of West Virginia. To uh, Our mental hygiene system is so archaic and really barbaric in some ways. and We're working with some people to try to improve that, to treat uh, the mentally infirmed much better than they are. Um, you may or may not be aware. A lot of the sheriffs, sometimes if we have to pick someone up on a mental hygiene petition, it could be as much as 24 hours before they ever get treatment. The process is so archaic, and uh, law enforcement officers are having to go out and physically arrest people who are mentally infirmed, and you know that's not how these folks should be treated. Mm-hmm. They should be treated by mental health professionals, and um, that's something we're working on. We're working on some other things, trying to be supportive of reduction of the jail fees in West Virginia because it's tearing counties up. Some counties can't even afford to pay their jail fees. And uh, asking the state to start taking over some of that burden, which they should, and and things. And uh, Probably one thing that's kind of self-serving is sheriffs are asking for a pay raise this year. Uh, Sheriffs haven't had a pay raise since 2014, and if you go statewide, you'll find out that uh, probably half of the sheriff's employees are making more money than they are. Our salaries are very low compared to other states. Uh, we obviously don't do it from the money, but at the same time, 
Uh, it's nice to get a raise once in a while. Right, so, it's a morale booster, if, if nothing else. Well, and it, it attracts, you know, better law enforcement candidates to run for office. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be able to make a living. Right. Some of us, myself included, fortunately are retired, but some aren't. And uh, that's important to them. But West Virginia Sheriff's Association, which I serve as treasurer now for the state, uh, we're very active and we come together and we try to uh, to uh, work in the best interest of law enforcement and their citizens. So uh, we're gathering at the Capitol next Tuesday for uh, for some things to try to promote and have the legislature support these changes. Yeah, we're speaking with Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr. I appreciate you taking a little bit of time on this Valentine's Day, on this cold Valentine's Day morning to chat with us a little bit. Let us know what's going on out in Morgan County. Uh, and keep up the good work. Warm and heart. Right? That's right. That's <laughs> and right. happy anniversary. Yes. Well, thank you all very much for that. I'm hoping my wife was able to tune in this morning, but uh, appreciate what you do. You know, I know I tell you, and George tells you all the time, uh, you know, we're very uh, thankful to you all for getting messages out and the support that you give us all the time. It means a lot, and it's good good for our departments and our morale. Well, we're happy to do it, and we're happy to share all the great work that you and the rest you know, of law enforcement here in the Panhandle are doing day in and day out. And, Sheriff, if your wife did miss uh, your little shout-out there, she can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. I'll do it. Thank you all very much, Marsha. Again, happy Valentine's Day. Jordan, happy Valentine's Day. And I hope that box of chocolate is coming to you, but not from a scammer. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks again, Sheriff. Have a good day. You too. Yeah, that's Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr. He's always got something uh, something to make you laugh at the end of an oh, yeah. interview. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that was very cool. That was very sweet that he did, he did the shout out. I know. What, what kind words? Yeah. What kind words? But uh, we got a lot more coming up here on Panhandle Live, so stick around on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, Sargus, Virginia, and Maryland. You can visit their new historic location downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is March Kavalik. You missed it for the break. We have Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr on, talking about, well, the status of law enforcement really in the nation and uh, his thoughts about that, especially with the police-involved shooting uh, over the weekend in Frederick County, Maryland. But he also talked about recruitment, and he gave a super sweet Valentine's Day and anniversary shout out to his wife. So if you missed right. anything, listen back to it a little bit later on today. And importantly, um, he and the rest of the the uh, sheriff's uh, association folks will be heading down to Charleston next Tuesday to talk about uh, some things that are important to them uh, because the legislators are meeting and uh, could could make some changes and help them. Mm, it was interesting to hear him talk about uh, you know police officers or you know law enforcement dealing with you know, a mental health mm-hmm. call or something like that and how, you know, they're not necessarily trained right. to deal with that. They're trained to deal with, for the most part, confrontational type of interactions, right? Or it's things mm-hmm. that could lead to that. And if you're dealing with a mental health, you know, situation, it could end up being a confrontational thing when it doesn't need to be. Well, and the, the procedures, it sounds like they need to be updated because it sounds like they're, they're sending the police out and it's an arrest, right. but, but it shouldn't, doesn't it shouldn't need, look like that. Right. It shouldn't, feel like that and right. and the fact that some of these folks are being held for you know hours at a time and you know it's it's it definitely sounds like it needs to be fine-tuned right and it kind of i mean it reminds me of however long ago it was people talking about having uh i don't think they call them 
call them social workers. I think they had another title for them, but having social workers that go out on mm-hmm. calls like that with law enforcement for the chance, or if it is a mental health call, then there is somebody there that is, you know, appropriately trained. I mean, more than the, more so than the officer would be uh, to deal with a situation like that. But so. here's the thing. If you've got someone in your neighborhood or your home, your family that is um, acting up for whatever reason, maybe mm-hmm. it is a mental hygiene issue. Um, we're not trained to call anyone else. You know, right. if, if we feel in danger, we are calling law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that needs to be maybe rethought yeah. <laughs> that maybe there is a, an emergency, a group that can deploy that is not the police, yeah. but that can deescalate a situation. Unfortunately, the two are, are so um, married sometimes that someone who is experiencing severe mental illness can also morph into being violent that you need to have someone who can protect people right. too. So, right. you know, it's a conversation that definitely needs to be. And, and I think uh, rather than, you know, the, the, catch word was defund i think right. we, you know uh, we need to augment yeah <laughs> you know no, I folks like agree. Uh, casey Bohr, his group his team needs to have more help right with that i mean they got plenty of stuff to worry about uh, already mm-hmm. as it right. is let alone having to you know uh, go to a call where they think you know something x is happening when it's really you know just somebody maybe having you know a little bit of a break or you mm-hmm. know something like that where you know they were ready for this situation they come upon this situation don't know how to deal with that situation so now they kind of just have to make a gut, you know, reaction, mm-hmm. and who knows what happens. And at that sometimes point. that goes against um, the the police. Right. The perception is that they they came out and they just drew their guns, and all these backstories come out after the fact. Well, the right. police come in; they yeah, don't know they that. Don't know. They, they don't, don't, don't know that your loved one has been suffering de- severe depression. So, right. yeah, more help, more help for them, no, more help. I agree. I agree. And yeah, I, I always thought the defund the police tag was a little maybe aggressive and. Um, misunderstood. Right, the optics. Yeah, it was yeah. very, very much, I think, well, in certain cases, I thought, I think it was very much misunderstood because in a lot of it, it is, it's not taking money away from the police to, you know, make them not have the, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Resources. resources. The resources that they should have. It's no, you know, let's figure out ways to handle certain situations that the police shouldn't have to deal with anyways. But it was happening. It was rolled out yeah. during a time period where, there was so much scrutiny and criticism about how police were, it, it hit wrong. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But very interesting insight from Morgan County Sheriff Casey Bohr on all of that. So if you missed it, you can listen back a little bit later on today. But coming up here after the break, we'll have Main Street Martinsburg Director Robbie Blair on to talk about the big old St. Patrick's Day celebration that's coming in to downtown Martinsburg on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I can't remember. Did he say it was the weekend before or after? He'll tell us. He'll, yeah, he'll, he'll tell us all the details. But it's around St. Patrick's Day and we'll get the official uh, date here in a bit. But it sounds like it's going to be a blast. Looks like it's going to be a blast and all the promo videos definitely are making it seem like it's going to be pretty Funds. We'll hear all about the St. Patrick's Day celebration and everything else that's going on with Main Street Martinsburg from Director Robbie Blair here in a bit on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsh Kvalik. And joining us in studio is Main Street Martinsburg Director Robbie Blair. Robbie, how you doing this morning? I'm good. And let me just say, what a smooth and sultry beat you got going on here. You like here. that? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's that was a pretty good. good one. There's all kinds of good stuff in here. Marsha, I think she'll probably roll her eyes every once in a while when a song will get played. But He's recovering disc- 
shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. Very go. smooth, very Valentine's Day. I, I dig it. Don't that was encourage good. Well, thank you. You know, oh, do you that have any, that's, hold the, on. Do you that's have the any? nicest thing somebody said to me today, Marsha. Okay, right that was it. That's it. <laughs> wow. <Early>. So, Robbie, <laughs> Thanks, you're Robbie. in the lead early. <laughs> wow. So, Robbie, do you have any shout outs on Valentine's Day oh. that you want to give? Of course. The love of my life, Esther. I'm sure you're not listening right now. I'm sure you're working, but love you so much, babe. And, uh, Will, you're my man. Love you so much, buddy. And soon, my little girl Hazel, she'll be with us in April. So. Aww, Very that's cool. so cute. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, happy Valentine's Day to hey. all the Blairs out there. I know there's a bunch of them. There are. Yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. We are, we are planning an uprising. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll look like a food truck fest. There yeah, you go. exactly. Or it'll look like a St. Patrick's Day fest because it seems like there's going to be a ton of people downtown for St. Patrick's Day this year. That's right. It's... uh. It's it's really coming together nicely. Of course, um, want to come out on the front end of this and say thank you to the city of Martinsburg. Um, this is one of the four events that Main Street has uh, a one-time grant from the city through the ARP funding, the American Rescue Plan, and uh, it's really helping us just make this day what it should be. Right, as um, big as it can. Right. So uh, we had we have four marquee events that we're splitting this $50,000 that they gave us through the ARP funding. Um, and the, the goal of it, because these events are good fundraisers for Main Street, mm -hmm. is that um, this year we can really up things up for these four really big events. Um, and the, the, the way that we do it and the uh, the quality that we're doing things at the standard is just going to, you know, seep into everything and become the standard. And uh, yeah, so want to thank them for obviously their support with that and their ongoing support with uh, all of our events. You know, uh, they voted at city council last Thursday, as they normally do, to waive our um, our fees for these events because they support That's awesome. what we're doing downtown and the the business that it that brings some of the 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 businesses downtown and uh you know that's eleven thousand dollars that they waived yeah, yeah. Wow. that's a, that's, a that's huge the in in that's all the overtime for the officers that are going to be you know we don't have to pay for security because the boys in blue downtown are, right. are there and mm -hmm. they do a great job uh just making sure everything's safe um the public works guys are going to be there like i said when i get there at six mm -hmm. and they're going to be there helping the whole day um, so, yeah, just really wanted to thank the city of Martinsburg for their cooperation on all of this. Um, we're we, really excited. We don't want to promote Blarney here on Panhandle Live. So Jeez. we need to settle this. What day is actually the St. Patrick's Day celebration on? It is March 19th on the Saturday. Okay. Um, somebody commented, hey, that's actually St. Joseph's Day, not St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it, so come I don't celebrate think that has the want. same vibe. Yeah, I don't no, think people doesn't. are going to be doing the green beer. Yeah, you're welcome Joseph's to show Day. up and celebrate anything you'd like. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Make it make it whatever you want to make it. But um, we just figured, you know, the weekend before St. Patrick's Day, you're risking. That's a whole week for mm -hmm. the weather to warm up. Let that thaw yep. set mm -hmm. in. And uh, Washington County has the Quad State Beer Fest. And Shamrock is down in D.C. So we're just thinking, you know, this is a weekend that is totally open and it's two days after the event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody's like, going out on a Thursday night right. and, and celebrating this. So it's perfect. I've always yeah. wondered that, too, like how to decide, especially when a holiday is on like a weird day. Do you do it before? Do you do mm -hmm. it after? Do you do it, you know, when it's the weekend that's closest like this one is only two days away yep. or do you do it before because it's 
before yeah. St. Patrick's Day. I don't know. That's but that's why you you do what you do because you make those decisions. Yeah, I'm, my, <laughs> my thought is, hey, let's keep the party rolling. And uh, also want to throw out there a huge, huge, huge shout out to Allegheny Farm uh, Landscaping Supply. Uh, they've come in as the main sponsors of this event. Um, and Keisha. Uh, she she's our she's our uh, committee chair so she's not only the the swifts are not only being huge sponsors and supporters of this event um but helping organize it mm -hmm. um bringing employees to come help out the day of uh so just want to shout them out because uh this event would not be possible if it weren't for allegheny uh uh farm supply uh and landscaping uh and you know it's the perfect time of year to mm -hmm. be getting out there and stuff because they have, you know, some really, really awesome work that they do uh, on patios, on, you know, whatever. And it's springtime. This is our right. first first event of the year. So uh, hopefully people come and they see uh, they're going to have a little set up there. They're actually going to bring we're going to make this event look pretty cool too with some some landscape some green oh, yeah. stuff you know you got to That's down on all the concrete yeah. you know yeah, you got you to got to liven it up a little bit so uh you know because of their generosity and so many other uh people as well we're going to be able to make it look nice and you know who better to have that than a landscaping crew so what are some of the highlights and i know you've got an event page people could read but <laughs> what are some of the highlights especially the ones you're you're most stoked about um well there's not gonna you're not gonna have to worry about waiting in line too long because we're gonna have three different beer trucks Ooh. um and obviously we're gonna have hopefully we're we're rated right like 12 food trucks right now um but i'm pretty certain we'll get to that 15 mark which is the sweet spot mm -hmm. Um, all the businesses, all the restaurants are participating, doing some kind of a special, which is cool. That is awesome. Um, I'm really excited about uh, the music, though, and uh, we have a we have a dance crew coming in to do uh, like some Irish step dance music mm -hmm. along with the performers. Um, but if you want to look it up, you definitely want to check out our Facebook page because we're going to continue sharing some of these uh, bands that are going to be performing. We put out a little link to Gaelic Mishap. They've actually performed at Shamrock down in D.C. before. Really. Yeah, they're like a Dropkick Murphys kind of real fun Marcia, Irish. Marsha, that's good drinking music. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's great. Let you know. Thematic. Yeah, yeah, it's real good St. Patrick's Day <laughs> drinking music. Yeah, so so they're closing out the night, which is really fun. Um, but leading up to it, we have the local, uh, the Blackthorn Trio. Um, and I was just informed, actually, they're, have you ever heard of the instrument, the Bones? No. Mm -mm. I hadn't before this either, but... If you think of Irish music and the, the kind of the cadence and stuff that is in the background to the the strings and the guitars, whatever, mm -hmm. um, what keeps the cadence are these, it's an instrument called the bones. And I guess it is a very Gaelic thing. Huh. And uh, the the performer for the Blackthorn Trio who does the bones placed third in the international bones competition. So local talent that is internationally acclaimed. Quality. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. But and then uh, also we have Whiskey Before Breakfast Band coming up from D.C., um, a very whimsical, fun uh, band. So, yeah, the music is what I'm really excited about. They're going to be on the Team Quintez uh, uh, stage. They uh, they came in at the stage sponsor. So, again, without their support, we would not be able to host such a beautiful event. Again, we're speaking with Main Street Martinsburg director Robbie Blair. Now, along with the St. Patrick's Day Fest, maybe you're not necessarily a beer drinker out there. You got mm. a wine fest also coming up. That's right. Memorial Day weekend. And we did bring it back down to one day. It used to be a two-day event. Um, it's going to be uh, May 28th. Mm -hmm. That's a Saturday. And it's going to be at the historic Boydville, uh, the end of Martinsburg. 
Um, I like to think of them as like the gateway to Main Street. Uh, you know, that's the mm-hmm. first really, you know, historic, beautiful thing mm-hmm. whenever you come in from the south. Uh, so, yeah, we're really excited to be back there. And actually, um, Boydville is going to be helping us out for the St. Patrick's Day event, too, uh, oh, cool. with some tables and, you know, uh, making sure people have plenty of places to sit and eat. Um, but, yeah, the the Wine Fest is a really fun one. Um, been off for two years. So mm-hmm. we're returning from the 2019 year, which is the year that Main Street took it over. It used to be the West Virginia Wine Fest, and um, I think there was a different organization that ran it. And I think Main Street was tasked with 90 days to plan oh, uh, when they That's took it over. Much, yeah. No, and it was huge. It was successful. Um, in 2020, it was shaping up to be a big one. And the we world all, ended. Yeah, we all know how that <laughs> oh, went. My and the world stopped. <laughs> so we're happy to get back out there. Boydville is a beautiful place to have this event because you have the lawn, mm-hmm. you know, plenty of shaded trees. Um, got some really good bands lined up for that. Cashmere will be performing. Junk Food um, out of out of Virginia. And then uh, Raised on Analog as well. Cool. So lots of good vibe music. A lot of good time stuff. Um, and then that'll just take us right into Fridays at 5 kicking off. Uh, we have a big festival planned in June. Man, they so much back happening. In the swing of things. And of course, before Memorial Day on May 7th, uh, the start of the Martinsburg Farmer's Market, which is moving. Yeah, we're really excited about this one, too. Um, I feel like I'm just like an infomercial I right know now. you are. Say, so we're just letting you do it. Yeah, make <laughs> it easy wait, for us today. There's more. So, so hopefully uh, you don't have to slow this down if you're listening in your car to, to understand what I'm saying. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Um, he's g- he's going to try to talk faster than the host. Then Jordan. Oh, hey, let's go. Good luck. No, good luck. Well, <laughs> I will not. I will not challenge you to that. Um, yeah, the farmers market. Uh, it is like you said. May seventh is when it kicks off, and um, we're really excited. We're partnering with the St. John's Lutheran Church right there on Martin Street. Um, they have a parking lot that, and you know, it goes beyond just their parking lot. They're letting us use their parking lot for the year, and that runs from May until October. Um, but they also have offered their bathrooms, which is just so wow. nice. Yeah. Um, cause that's an expense that we then don't have to right. incur. Um, and then also if, the, if, you know, it were to rain out or something like that, they said a few of the vendors can go and they have some space inside there. So oh, wow. just extremely generous on the part of St. John's Lutheran church right there on Martin street. Um, and we're really excited because this is an event or not an event, but a reoccurring community thing that we're happy to have move just a few blocks down the mm-hmm. road because you have all the residents in the Shenandoah Hotel, mm-hmm. uh, apartments, I should say. And then, um, you know, all along Martin and Burke and back in that way, there's just so many residents that can just stroll on over on a Saturday, not on Friday anymore. Right. I was right. going to say that's a pr- an important distinction. It is. And uh, we we specifically decided to do it from, I think it's 10 to 1. Uh, I could be wrong, but we specifically wanted to make sure there was an overlap between the morning and afternoon because, you know, for working families downtown, uh, if they have kids or if, if, you know, one person, one spouse or whoever, mm-hmm. um, if you're working the morning shift, you still have time to go get some fresh groceries. Right. Um, and yep. From 9am, excuse me, to 1pm. Um, thank you for that, Marsha. Um, so you have an opportunity to go in the morning, if you, but if you work the morning shift, right. You come home. Time to catch it at the back end of it. Yeah, and uh, I just think that that is you know a really important distinction um, as we move it from being a part of the Fridays at five event, uh, moving it to this makes it more accessible for people. Yeah. 
Um, it's in a location where we don't have to shut down traffic, right. which is which is great. Um, and there's plenty of parking because on the other side of Martin Street where the Apollo is, there's the brand new parking yep. lot um, and brand new streetscape. So we're just really happy to be moving things to all different parts of downtown. You know, Main Street isn't just Queen and King. Mm-hmm. Uh, our district is much larger than people might imagine. I always say it's King, Queen, everything in between. That's Main Street. <laughs> there you uh, go. So, I like that. That's yeah. a good tag. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm really happy to be bringing some stuff. Our our June event is going to be right there. Uh, it's June 18th. Uh, if you want to earmark for you know a little teaser there, um, there's going to be a really big music festival downtown uh, combined with our Father's Day car show. And then there's going to be a farmer's market there. You're going to have all these food trucks coming down. But it's we're like moving it to it's Martin like it's Street. for my birthday. Like, oh, is that wow. your birthday weekend? Yeah. Well, the beginning of June. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, He's just counting the whole month now. Yeah. Yeah, now for sure. Absolutely. You yeah. kidding me? Yeah. So so we're really happy, though, because it's it's moved down to Martin Street. Look so everything's that. not on the square. Everything's right. not on Burke Street. It, we're moving things Spread around. Spread people out a bit. Let people you know experience the whole downtown community. And this is all exactly in in the light of, you know, we have stuff happening over at the Interwoven Mills. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the city last week just announced the brand new... Uh, walking trail that's going to be following the creek so again just some really cool stuff happening downtown very cool yeah that uh, walking trail seems like it's gonna be neat because you can also uh, bike on it right uh, yeah yeah Yeah, i'm telling you it's all it's all started to work out for me in downtown martin it's like it's like you moved to town and they're just rolling out the red oh what else can we impress jordan with well you know that's how i'm gonna uh, take it Okay. That's exactly how it's going on. Yeah, but again, we'll see it like that. Yeah, we've been speaking with Main Street Martinsburg Director Robbie Blair. Now, before we let you go, uh, you said it a couple of times, but let everybody know where they can go to find out all the information about all the stuff you guys are doing. Yeah, definitely follow us on Facebook, um, Main Street Martinsburg, or on our Instagram. That's where we you know, treat it as like a news release. And you can sign up for our uh, mailing list on Facebook. Um, so you're always up to date with everything happening. Uh, you'll know before anybody else uh what beers we're having at st patrick's day <laughs> you'll know what food trucks are going to be there exactly uh you know if the the vips sign up for our mailing list so there you go yeah again mainstream martinsburg director robbie blair thanks for coming in and chatting with us a little bit this morning on panhandle live my pleasure absolutely stick around for more here on panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle, the panhandle news network <laughs> It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marge Kavalik. Missed it for the break. We had Main Street Martinsburg Director Robbie Blair on talking about the Huge St. Patrick's Day festival that's coming to downtown uh, Martinsburg. Also about the farmer's market moving around, some different events coming up, a wine fest. All kinds of cool things happening once the weather starts to break here uh, in the Panhandle and more specifically in downtown Martinsburg. So if you missed any of that, you can listen to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. Yep, absolutely. Also, if you missed an exciting weekend of sports, mm-hmm. um, Shepherd University, of course, um, had some really exciting games and you were there for them. Yeah, I uh, had a big two games against Kutztown on Saturday at home at the Butcher Center. Uh, the ladies, unfortunately, took a 
68 to 59 loss to Kutztown, which uh, doesn't really mess up too much of their, you know, postseason uh, goals and, you know, the way the trajectory and the way things going. Uh, but certainly you don't want to lose games this late in the season, especially right. games that uh, were as big as that one. And the men, excuse me, uh, that was a game that they were supposed to win and they did win. They won by 868 to 60 over the uh, Golden Bears of Kutztown. But what I thought was funny and the irony, and I think I'm using that word correctly, the irony was not lost on, I don't think, anyone in the building on Saturday. But uh, at the halftime of the men's game, of course, it was Shepard facing Kutztown. Mm-hmm. They decided to honor the football team. And during oh, the honoring of the wow. football team, about then it was for the good season they had. I mean, they have mm-hmm. most wins ever, like thing, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, semifinals. But uh, right at the end, they uh, Chauncey Wimbush, the athletic director, came out. And he had this huge, oversized picture of Alex Wetzel catching the Hail Mary last wow. second pass Against. over Kutztown uh-huh. to go to the national semifinals. So uh, that I thought that was pretty funny but well, it was who also better super could cool. appreciate that moment i know as caught on yeah absolutely but i thought that was pretty cool and had the whole team there the butcher center was packed really for good. both games for both games it was it was packed so it was very cool uh, and a cool little ceremony but uh, unfortunately the ladies took the loss 68 to 59 but the men took the one the, took the one took the win 68 to 60 so overall, not a bad weekend. No, nah, not too bad. And they play tonight uh, at Lockhaven on the road. So we will not be having that game here on WPM and WCST. But Shepherd Basketball will be back on Wednesday, February 16th, uh, right here on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. And you can roll over after the game to Captain Bettner's and get some wings. Oh, that's right. You know, I haven't done that yet. Oh, so I always got to come back and then... I come back to the station. I got to, you know, edit stuff mm-hmm. and send stuff out and make, you know, very... Uh, Childish looking videos to put on the you thing. Do, you do. Stop, stop dissing yourself. Yeah, no, I don't give myself enough credit sometimes. But it's better no. than I would be able to do. Yeah, I know. So. Well, thankfully, there's plenty of websites out there that kind of do all that stuff for you. But, anyways, got any big plans for Valentine's Day? Today? Well, we kind of did our thing. We we went skiing yesterday. Just oh, that's uh, it was, right. It, it was bizarre because you know the little bit of weather we have. I go to a very small church, and there are a lot of older folks, so they went ahead and canceled. Right. So I kind of had like the day free. My The pastor had texted me. He's like, yeah, you're fine. Just play hooky. It's fine. We're closing it anyway. And um, my husband says, let's, let's go skiing. There you go. And we went and it was great. Look at that. So, do you uh, do all kinds of shredding? Is that what, they, that what you say? Shredding. shredding. Did you shred the pow out there on the uh, slope? I survived. I did. You know, I, I my ski, skiing is getting better, but I will tell you, I fell down once because I got knocked down by a small child who was like stopping to look at some other kids who had fallen and he just plowed right into me. And oh. you know, the, the, this is the mom on skis, right? Like I, I get knocked down. I, I get up, I look at him. I said, now make sure your skis are, are not pointing downward when you're getting up. Right. What and pizza and hot, what is it? Pizza, pizza, what is it? Pizza I don't know, but you don't, when you're trying to get up, French fries? believe me, I know this because I've fallen a lot. You do not want your skis pointing downhill when you're trying to manage yourself up. Right. right. So. <laughs> well, all I can remember from when I was a kid doing ski lessons is pizza and French fries. Okay. That's supposed to, pizza slows you down and French fries speed you. I can't remember. And then somehow you end, end up in the food court afterwards, really hungry for pizza <laughs> and French fries. Yep. That's me. That's <laughs> Happy me. Happy Valentine's Day to my absolutely. dear husband and, and all of the other Valentines out there. Yes, absolutely. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out in the panhandle. This is a Valentine's Day song, right? 
This would work, wouldn't it? It's on the Valentine's Day playlist, so I'm going to go with it. But if you missed any of our episode today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. Had a lot of information in there, so go ahead and listen back. But for Marsh Cavallic, from Jordan Ice, it's been Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Have a good Valentine's Day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. CST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.